yourself. Certainly we give honor to God today. And I, I just had to, I was setting up and been here for a little while and, and wanted to get some things together. And I, I was listening to Charles Jenkins and, and the remix of Awesome. You know, it's one of those bounce, you get your bounce in and your praise on while you're doing whatever you need to be doing. Certainly we honor the Lord today for each of you. And uh, this 11th day of January, you're listening to SML Inside the Pages presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays 
acts of the Holy Ghost. You know, the Holy Ghost has been active since the beginning of time. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, the, the Bible tells us in, over in Acts about the second chapter, it says, and with many other words that he testified and exhort saying, save yourself from this untorn generation. This was Peter, Apostle Peter. Then they that gladly received the word were baptized and they continued steadfastly in apostles' doctrine and, and fellowship. And for those that don't know, apostolic means apostles' teaching or apostles' doctrine. And in the breaking of bread and in prayers, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I want to remind you that on the um, that if you're not fasting, if you haven't picked a fast day, you know we fast every first Sunday throughout uh, 21. But this year I asked everyone to pick a day that you're going to commit yourself to and fast on that day. And, you know, so pick a fast day uh, and and fast. Get your family involved. Teach the children how to fast. Uh, they can't go the whole, teach them how to go a few hours without, you know, and, and during that time that you consecrate unto the Lord. Uh, on the first Sunday is communion. So every first Sunday of the month, we'll be having communion. It'll be communion Sunday. After morning worship, there's Sunday school and, and outreach. Outreach, God is. That's what it's about, letting people know God is. This is a year of Jubilee and we are walking in the spirit of excellence. And so don't, we're not gonna prolong. We're gonna jump right into the word of God. Not sure how much may get through this evening, but I pray that you have had a blessed day. And if you haven't, that you have a blessed evening. And what it maybe you having a bad hair day. I don't know, you know, some days I have a bad hair day. And it's nothing wrong with you. If you have a bad hair day, <laughs> Uh, thank God, you're normal. You're normal. It's normal not to have something that uh, that occurs. You know, you got to be careful. People will be like, well, every day is just blessed. Every day is just going perfectly. Well, the Bible said, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. If you don't have any problems, you, you if you don't have run into any trouble, you must not be doing something right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you for your goodness your grace, Lord God, for this day, this, how you've blessed us, given us a reasonable portion of health. Ask, Lord God, that you would bless us to walk upright before you, be found pleasing in your sight. Lord God, help us as we celebrate in this year of Jubilee, Lord God, and we look for you to give us guidance. Lord, you said that we acknowledge in all, in all of our ways you would direct our path. Lord Jesus, so we look to walk in the spirit of excellence ask that you would bless your word, Lord God, and the listeners uh, that are present, those that will be listening later, Lord God, those that will be listening overseas, Lord God, and wherever your word reach, in Jesus' name, Lord God, I pray and ask that you remember the prayer requests that have gone forth, remember those that are sick in their body, those that have texts, those that have 
email those that have requested prayer. Ask that you, you know, each individual, Lord, and most of all, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in the seventh chapter, the book of Daniel, that's where we're, we're headed. We're going into the book of Daniel, uh, the seventh chapter, beginning at the first verse. It says, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream. And visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matter. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night and behold the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. And the four and four beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle wings. And I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. And it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second beast like a bear, and it rose up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said unto it, Rise and devour much flesh. After this, I beheld and lo, a, like a, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the night vision, and behold, a four beast, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and it broke in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had 10 horns. I considered the horns and behold, there came among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the root and behold, uh, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of men and a mouth speaking great things. This beast had 10 horns and three of them was plucked up in this one Daniel really focused on. I just want to take a thought here, and this is only part one because we won't get through all of this. There's much that uh, to be learned from here, but a beastly plan is revealed. A beastly plan revealed. On Sunday, we talked about plans. And the question is, does my plans fit God's plan? And that's what we talked about on Sunday. And our Sunday school lesson actually touched on that a little bit as it spoke about Abraham and uh, Sarah and Hagar and Ishmael and Isaac and what occurred there. They uh, Sarah uh, asked Abraham uh, in her 
insecurity to go into Hagar and to have a child. Well, that was not God's plan, but we're not going to stay there right now. And there are some plans that don't fit what you've outlined. You may have a good plan yourself. You've taken the time to properly prepare and, and God has actually co-signed the plan. Maybe it's a plan for school, self-employment or job achievement or uh, respective gift of the Holy Ghost that, that you're, uh, you realize that God has gifted you and, you know, and, and he has confirmed all of those things necessary, whether it is your secular uh, business or spiritual. Jeremiah 29, 11 and 13 says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall, then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Remember that. Uh, that's something that all of us should keep underlined, highlighted, illuminated in our presence, that we'll find him. He'll listen to us when we seek for him with our whole heart. The Bible says in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matter. Now, I want to place emphasis on the dreams and visions because Job gives us some insight. Job's uh, 33, uh, 15 and 18, it says, in a dream and a vision of the night when deep sleep falleth upon man and slumbering upon his bed, then he, he being God, openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from him. So we don't want to ignore dreams, especially those that are warning. Uh, those things that we are seeing in, in our night vision uh, that is uh, sent from God to deter us from any type of unrighteousness. You know, and whatever God says, it can be validated in his word. God's not going to send you a dream, send you a vision, send you a rhema word or anything of that nature. And it is not validated by his word. So dreams are instrumental. They're a tool uh, that God used to do what? Uh, to, it plainly tells us to seal instructions, to he open our ears. You know, it's a time where we're not busy. Uh, we didn't we didn't pass out from work and from from all the recreation or whatever pleasures that we were at. We are out and we are still and he gets our attention. Belshazzar was the son of Nebuchadnezzar, and prior to his his shenanigans, you know, the, those things that he did, he, he called for we're gonna we're gonna get lit. We're going to have it going on. We're going to call for the administrators, the cucklebines, the wives, and everybody, and we're going to go get this going on. We're going, we're, going, we're going to turn it up. And in the process of them enjoying what they were doing, he called and asked for the vessels uh, to be brought from the temple, and he began to drink from them. And this cost him the kingdom because he did not humble himself or repent of what he was doing. And so Daniel, it cost him the kingdom. Daniel said, I wrote the vision down. And, and, 
I, like Daniel, have learned to write things down, and I want to encourage you to do the same. You have a dream or a vision, you receive a word from the Lord, write it down, date it. It's awesome to do that. Write things down. You know, writing them down says, I believe. Writing them down says, I'm looking forward to this happening. It may not happen tomorrow, but at least you have it documented that when it occurred, you're not surprised because you was looking for it to happen. And you're going to rejoice in the knowing that you know. I know what I know. I know what I And so I wrote it down because it was of God. You know, you, you open my Bible up and, and that's what makes it so hard for me to, to, to put my Bible aside because I, I, I'm constantly writing it and, and putting dates and stuff where, where little notations where God has spoken something to encourage my heart or to instruct me. You know, uh, everyone needs instructions. Everyone needs to be, uh, you know, instructions cover all of that when you when it comes down to making sure that you're on the right path. If you if you go in the right directions, you don't need instructions. But if you're if you're varying, if you're speeding, if you uh, got off because you felt it, whatever, you know, then you have to be instructed. And so everybody receives instruction. You want to write those things down. Keep a note of them uh, so that you're not forgetful. And so as you're reading sometime or you, you, you'll run across those notes and it remind you and, you know, you'll be glad that you did. This dream was more than troubling. It was that dream where you awake. You know, you ever had that dream where you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. If you're married, you may have looked at your, your, your spouse, baby, that you see that, that you get, you know, and, and, and she roll over and, and tell you to go back to sleep. But it was for you or vice versa. Maybe it was her, but you wake up and you can't go back to sleep. Probably one of y'all going to wake each other up. But listen, I know I and listen anyway. <laughs> you don't want to go back to sleep because of what you saw. Daniel Spankin said, I saw in my vision by night and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove against the great sea. Now, I saw the four winds blowing and it is unknown. Daniel saw these four winds, you know, and if you're familiar with any wind of your area, whether it's Southern California, you know, the Santa Ana winds or wherever you are, uh, you reside at, you know, there's certain weather conditions and that come that, you know, are dreadful. And so it's unknown if these were some of the same winds that we're acquainted with. But, you know, science has grouped winds into four major systems. That's the polar, the tropical easterlies, the prevailing westerlies and the uh, intertropical uh, convergence zones. And there are other, a few other wind belts, but we'll just use these as the major ones for right now. The wind strove against the sea meaning the wind worked with a great effort to do something. It appears that the wind worked hard to make something happen. I can't imagine, you know, uh, we we had some noisy wind and I mean, it, it, it took down about, it took down some, quite a bit of the fence along the side of the house. Um, by the time I, I ran to, uh, to, to get Butch, uh, Butch had already uh, left, I guess maybe saw there was an opportunity to leave. You know, the wind was scary. It was blacked out. Telephone poles were broken. So wind can be noisy and, and violently uh, battle uh, things 
you know, what we think is stable or, uh, can be broken by the wind. And this wind was violent. And uh, so there was a battle, a violent battle that was taking place. The wind and the sea represents, uh, in this instance, we're talking about empires and the shaking of nations uh, fighting for position. That's what's occurring here. Now, the four great beasts came up from the sea and they said it was diverse from one from, from another. These beasts were under the sea and released as a result of the wind. Uh, each one was different in its appearance and sure, uh, surely different in character. Now, when we see water, if you dream of water or something like that, it's usually associated with some type of trouble. And, and same as the wind, but however, the wind can also blow and give life. So uh, this wind that was blowing in the water did represent that there was going to be and there was already occurring a very fierce situation. Now, and so the, the Bible says the first was like a lion and had eagle wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked up. So uh, what he, what could have been used to fly was taken away and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon his feet as a man and a man's heart was given it. So this particular uh, lion uh, type creature or beast, as he uh, said, uh, represents the Chaldean Empire, the Babylonian Empire. Like a lion, it, it had a lion with wings and it stood upright. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail tonight because, as I said, this is only part one. And behold, another beast, a second like a bear, the Persian Empire. And it was it raised itself up uh, on one side and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they stood thus unto it, arise. It was instructed to arise and devour much flesh. Now, like a bear and with the ability to raise itself up, it had some riblets in its mouth. That's what I referred to. It said three ribs. I call them riblets. And it was powerful. And it was told to devour, go forth and devour. After this, I beheld and lo, another like a leopard representing the Grecian Empire, which had upon the back of it four wings of the fowl of a file and beast uh, the beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it and so like the leopard the four heads was given a level of control dominion control authority power he said after this i saw in the night vision and behold a fourth beast dreadful terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured. And you know, if you ever seen the, the, the James Bond movie where uh, he, one of the villains in the movie who stood, he towered uh, Mr. Bond. And he had a mouthful of silver teeth, you know, um, where you didn't want him to bite you because he was going to bite off, you know. I don't know some of our, our brothers and uh, sisters, you know, 
uh, and that cover is red, yellow, black, and white. Some of them have a mouthful of platinum and a mouthful of gold and rubies on their teeth and everything. You don't want to be bitten by any of that. It devoured. Yeah, I, I was with my, we had a family outing and I met a young man for the first time and he had gold teeth and rubies in his teeth and, you, you know, youngster, listen here. When I say youngster, I mean that the level of maturity had not been reached yet. And so, um, you know, that was then and that day, this is now, this iron tooth beast, it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. Now, and it had 10 horns. Now, this is a dreadful, terrible, exceedingly strong, and it devoured, breaking pieces, it stumped the remaining of what was left over. It had some serious power. Now, unlike the other beasts, this particular beast is not given a description. Remember the other description, a leopard, a, a bear, a, a, you know, a lion. But this one is not described in any type of way like those were. But it does tell us that it was very destructive. Nothing good was going to come from this. The beast is fierce and formidable, mischievous. There's no comparison to it. There are many suggestions about what and nations and, uh, you know, who this may represent. However, whereas when we look at the word of God, we look at Josephus, we look at historians, we see the uh, Chaldean Empire, we see the Persian Empire, we see the Grecian Empire, but on this fourth, we do not see anything in history as of yet. And I think that's the best way to put it, as of yet. I certainly don't want to be around to see this fourth beast, dreadful, terrible, exceedingly strong, iron teeth, devouring, breaking in pieces, stumping through and taking control of every and anything. And it had 10 horns. Hmm. He said, I considered the horns, the eighth verse, and behold, there came up among them another little horn before whom there was three of the first horn plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of men and a mouth speaking great things. Now, this is very descriptive. And I, I'm really I'm really holding the reins right now because I know we have we we, we have to uh, we have to um, deal with the, the a journey here in uh, identifying more of what we're looking at. And so I don't want to get ahead of myself in in uh, presentation, but I, I will encourage you to read. Um, read Revelation. Read Revelation. Because there are some specific characteristics that are given here that are given there. So in your personal devotion, 
you know, and, and so I, I will uh, come back and touch on this because within a few weeks we will be exhorting on this because we've been in the book of Revelation and we just completed the 11th chapter and we'll be going into the 12th chapter. The Lord say the same on Sunday. And, and so there are some comparison. There are similarities. Certainly there is the word of God that will validate what is being said here. And so there, what Daniel saw was something that is going to occur in the future. It hasn't occurred yet. Now, I don't think there are any Bible scholars anywhere that can argue uh, what I, uh, against the statement that I just made. It hasn't occurred. And so there are those that believe the word of God is antiquated. Uh, you know, the word of God is, is some old book that's been written that people are walking around reading. And, and I'm, I'm here today to tell you, as the Apostle Peter said, save yourself from this untorn generation because uh, there's more to come. There is a beastly uh, plan that is being that is going to be revealed that has not occurred yet. And so you want to make ready for what Daniel has dreamed, what Daniel has saw, what Daniel is experiencing uh, during a time of captivity. Uh, God has Daniel undivided attention and is showing him what has occurred. Daniel, Daniel like, like John, has received a panoramic view of things. He has seen, he has seen a, he has seen uh, some things that occurred in the past. He has seen some things that are occurring in the present. And he has seen things that are going to be occurring in the future. I'll give you this, that some of the things that Daniel saw, the, the, the messenger told him that Daniel don't, by the time this come to pass, you'll be asleep with your fathers. You, you'll be gone. Your time will be, have ended. And, and so, you want to be in a position in a relationship with our Lord and Savior that those things that you see, those things that you experience are urging you into his presence instead of away from him. The message, the word of God. As you study, you're on your own, as you go to service, as you listen to the service online, should be ushering you into the presence of the Lord. And your actions and your characteristics also should be ushering you as well into his presence. Note the horns are given specific attention. A little horn survived the devastation of the three that did not. The little horn has eyes, visibility of voice, and proclaim great things, miraculous things. Now, this gets into an area, and I'm, I'm itching to touch it, but I'm, I'm, I'm really just, ah! But you want to keep your eyes, and you want to keep your ears open to what God is saying. You want to keep an open mind of where the word of God has been taking humanity ever since the beginning of time. The Bible tells us that the prophets have been speaking about these things. The entire message throughout the word of God is encouraging us and telling us to be prepared for events, 
There we go. For events. There are events that are occurring throughout history. There are events that are occurring as part of the administrative work of the United States, administrative work in Europe, administrative work in wherever you can think your mind can go, God's hand is in it. There are things happening that are lining up with the word of God. And what Daniel was seeing in his day while he was part of the captivity because of the hardness of the children of Israel's heart. They went into captivity. And I, I know you're reading the book of Jeremiah. If you're not, I want to encourage you to, to get in the book of Jeremiah, read the book of Jeremiah, because there, you know, I was reading about an Ethiopian in the book of Jeremiah uh, that that Jeremiah was was now in a dungeon. He was in the, the muck and miry clay. And this Ethiopian went to the king and appealed for his life. And Daniel was, was withdrawn from the depths of that dungeon and his life was spared, you know. And so uh, it's not a book of, of doom and gloom, but it lets you know, you know, as you read the word of God, you see those that line up with his word. Those that obeyed his word, even when they did not want to. You know, sometimes Daniel was was slapped. Daniel was 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 mistreated. Daniel was was put in a situation and he was told to stand strong. He was told, excuse me, not Daniel. Uh, Jeremiah was told to stand strong. Jeremiah was told, you know, in the midst of this rebellious and hard headed people, you know, that because of their actions, they're going to be taken into captivity for 70 years. And they didn't want to hear it. The people didn't want to hear it. They, they told Daniel he was lying because other prophets were telling them that, no, you're not going to be in captivity for 70 years. Uh, by this time in a couple of years from now, we all going to be fine. And the Lord told, said, don't those prophets. Don't you can't listen to every prophet. You can't listen to every uh, diviner of spirit. You can't listen to everybody. And the word of God is plain about that. And so I'm not going to go. I'm going to teach on that one day, uh, hopefully soon. But I want to warn you tonight that we are yet in working, living through a chain of events. Yes, every human being, every person is is going through. We're all participating in a chain of events that are occurring. And uh, and so. Uh, there is something that is yet to come and we're going to pick this up in part two, uh, you know, and we're going to uh, look at the word of God and what he is saying so that we know how the Lord is enhancing our lives. Yes, because every part of his word, remember what the word of God says as in Jeremiah that we read earlier, for I know the thoughts that I, I think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and you will hearken uh, unto you. I will hearken unto you and you shall seek my uh, seek me, find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Let's do just that. Let's search for the Lord with our whole heart, you know. As we are in the word of God, if we are seeking him out to, to know his word and to know his will in our lives, let's seek him with our whole heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word this evening, this short exhortation. 
Lord God, as we examine your word, Lord God, so that we don't sin against you. Lord God, we want your word to stay in our heart, to govern us, to govern our wills, govern our words, our thoughts, Lord God, so that uh, we can be a help to ourselves and to our family and to our friends and to each one, our neighbors that we meet, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we just want to bless your name, Savior, for what you have done and the alignment that you're giving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, friends, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Be blessed. We'll be back on later. Lord, say the same. I'm, I'm excited about Jesus, and I hope you are too. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thank you for those words of encouragement. And certainly that is our endeavor. The Bible tells us that, that, that we know how to keep our vessels clean. Let's, let's all do that. Let's all do that. Thank you. I appreciate those words of encouragement. God bless you. We're going to be signing off. And I, I look forward. Hey, keep praying for me as I'm praying for you. Let somebody know it's good to be me because you can't be no one else.